You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about celebrity book clubs and testing out a reading challenge app. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I started reading this book called How to Invent Everything, A Survival Guide for the Stranded Time Traveler by Ryan North. Ooh, how is it? Um, I started reading this thinking, for some reason thinking it was a fiction book, because I think I was thinking it was going to be how to live, like that book, How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe. Yeah, I thought this was a novel. It's not. It's not. But it is the perfect book to put on your phone or your e-reader or something for like to read like a chapter or two everywhere you go. What it is essentially is that Ryan North takes these, this idea that you're stuck. It starts with the premise that you're stuck somewhere in time out, out of this time. You're stuck some other time previous to this, I guess. I haven't seen if there's future. I don't think there's future. Um, previous to this. So some, you know, anywhere from 500 to 10,000 to millions of years ago, right? And then he's like, there, it's, it starts with the chart and he's like, are people speaking? Are the cave drawing? Like, and so you find out exactly where you are. And then he kind of goes through and he's like, here's when we invented language. Here's when we invented numbers that didn't suck. Here's when we invented, I just read one about um, farming. And so it's like, it's really interesting. It's, I mean, I think it's perfect for maybe like a teenager, preteen. There might be some language issues. I don't know. But um, uh. I think it could definitely be, like, if you're, for, for learning purposes, it's great. But also, it was just, it's nice for me because I can just, like, open a chapter and read. The other day, I was waiting on my friend at the Chipotle, and he and he was late. And I read this whole chapter about language. And did you know that there's not a, if people invent language, if you come up with a word for feet, you always come up with a word for hands. If you come up, and vice versa. And if you come up with a word for toes, you always come up with a word for fingers. Yeah. And, Do you think and that there in somewhere in the universe is a being of only footed people? Yeah. <laughs> if that was the case and that would, but it, it, I mean the idea is like look like in a in a very old language you probably wouldn't have words for any of them, right? You yeah. would just be like there's a word for wall and you know yeah. uh, bear, I don't know, like <laughs> the important things. Yeah. But then my friend showed up at Chipotle, this is a long story, and told me and I told him that fact and he was like, "Yeah, obviously because feet and hands are opposites." And I was like, "Wow. That's not true. Feet and hands <laughs> Are not opposites. <laughs> what is the opposite? Well, then what's the opposite? There's of a no foot? opposite of hand. There's no opposite of hand. A hand would be like an inverted hand going into your body. That would be the opposite <laughs> of a hand. What? That's like saying arms and legs are opposite. They're not. They're just like there's a word for it, but I don't know what it is. But it's not an opposite. And fingers and toes are not so the opposite. opposite of hand is just a big gooey hole. A hole. A hole shaped like a hand. That would be the opposite of a hand. What do you think the opposite of a hand is? I don't know. Maybe a wing? No. Oh, I get Opposite means it would do the opposite function. But the opposite function of, like, waving isn't walking. <laughs> you know, so it's not hands and feet. I guess, yeah, I guess a hand doesn't it's have an, an opposite. It's an inverted hand inside of your, that goes into your body. <laughs> For some reason, that is the funniest visual to me. It's just, like, someone with, like, you remember those, like, rubbery tubes with like rubber spikes on the inside and you would like they're like that sounds like some weird sex toy what is it no it was like a prize oh. at school it was like a it yeah. like looks like a hot dog kind of yeah 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 that's yeah. what i'm imagining like an inside out hot dog yeah, yeah 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 that is that's an inverted hand that's an opposite it's of a hand an, is that inverted inside hot out hot dog <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad we figured out this. Such a long story. But I thought it was really interesting. My friend was like, yeah, obviously, hands and feet are opposites. And I was like, not. 
True. You know, you're right, Correct. You need to read this book because you don't understand the language. Anyway, it's a fun book. Um, it, It'd be really fun to read with, like, your kids, I think, or your mm-hmm. teens or something because you talk about— Other people about, with gooey holes. <laughs> yeah, and what's interesting is that he this is that he goes over, like, um, he's like, look, we could have invented language this long ago, but we didn't. And why didn't we? And so he's like, you sh- you're back in time. You should invent farming. You know, like, stuff like that. So it's kind huh. of, that's interesting. What about you? What are you reading? I'm also uh, reading a light, fun read. It's a comic called Women World by Aminder Dalawal. And it is super fun. I saw it in the comic book store the other day. And I picked it up because just because it said Woman World on it and it has a cute cover and I was interested and I haven't read a comic in a while. Uh, and it's it started out as the author's Instagram account and was sort of like put together. So it's not like it's it's narrative, but it's more just like fun, cute comics about this world where men have died off and all the like women just like instead of being like an intense, dark, dystopian story, it's just like oh, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. But it's just like very cute little adventures of all these women like making it, like they've all made villages and they're all named after different parts of Beyonce's body. <laughs> it's just like, it's just very cute and it's fun. It's like the opposite of Why why the Last Man. Yeah. Oh wait, because Why the Last Man, man. It's not the opposite. But Let's it, not get it, crazy the, about opposites here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite in tone to Why the Last Man. Okay, okay. Um, which is, but it's, yeah, it's been great. I've been super sick uh, the past few weeks and it's hard. It was like hard for me to read because I was just like really sick and gross. And uh, what? What a nightmare for you. I, truly a nightmare. And uh, this was this was perfect. Uh, and I know that Sean is reading something new. Are you ready for some Sean tent? Sh- hot, hot Sean tent. Okay. So uh, I read I read Normal People by Sally Rooney last year. Yes. And I loved it so much that I started reading Conversations with Friends. And that's her other book. Yeah. And it's really good. Um I just like the way she writes, but uh, I think I need to, I've never done a wheelhouse, but I, I think I would need to update it to say that I apparently like secret romance novels. Ooh, like you don't know they're a romance when you well, pick I them didn't, up. Well, I didn't, I didn't, but also the content is secret romances, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you think this would count as our, to take off a romance th- book? It is better. It, is it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. The other one was saucier, I think. I mean, <laughs> this is great. That one last, no one people won all the awards last year. People mm, loved saucy it. Saucy books. Yeah. People like them. People like a saucy book. I love that sex words are all food words. It's like salty, spicy, <laughs> saucy. <laughs> Why is that? Hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Inverted hot dogs. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. <laughs> so I am reading Woman World by Aminder uh, Dalawal, and Sean is reading Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. And I'm reading How to Invent Everything, a Survival Guide for the Stranded Time travel- Traveler by Ryan North. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Denise wrote in with a book recommendation. Hey guys, love the podcast and I've been wanting to email for a little while now. Regarding Mallory's love of supporting authors writing great progressive books in Lovecraft's world, I had to know if you've heard of Jordan L. Hawk's Wyborn and Griffin series starting with Wittershins. I have not. I haven't either and um, I... Wittershins. Yeah, Wittershins. I've never, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I'm, I, when we, I saw this, I'm... I'm going to add this to my library list right now. It's a queer, non-binary author writing an LGBTQ romance series with creepy Lovecraftian monsters, badass ladies, people of color, and loads and loads of LGBTQ representation. Lovecraft would hate it. Ha ha. It's excellent and one of my favorite series. Maybe we can check this off for uh, romance. Are both of them romance? I don't know. We're, we can, we're going to find out. 
Jill wrote in and said, I am a book blogger. And when I did my 2019 roundup of my top five books of the year, I noticed that four of the five books included the back of a woman or a silhouette of a woman on the cover. This is pretty common among historical fiction book covers, but apparently a back or a silhouette is just my shit. When it comes to comedic memoirs, if the cover finish, uh, makes me laugh, I'm sold. Example, Tina Fey's oversized arms on the cover of Bossy Pants. I don't want to see any details. I just want to see the silhouette of a woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I, I see know, the whole thing, what does she no look thanks. like? Pressed against a window. <laughs> uh, Jill's wheelhouse is historical fiction starring sassy, confident women who get into fights and or beat people up, investigate or do crimes, fly airplanes, fight Nazis, aren't rich, aren't nobility, and are and or aren't based on real people. What is Jill's blog? She's a book blogger. She didn't tell us. Uh, I will include it in the, in the show notes. Okay, great. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. Sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And quick bookmark for me. We're getting close to it, so I just want to remind everyone that the paperback of my book, The Lady from the Black Lagoon, comes out March 3rd. You can pre-order it now if you want to support me and help me feed my cats and make me really happy. Uh, if you are, if you waited for the paperback or you got it at the library and you want to support me or you have didn't check it out last year and you've been waiting waiting to now is a great time to order it uh in the paperback there is some cool a couple cool new things which is exciting there was one question that i got answered that i had in the hardcover and i somebody reached out to me and i got to get some more information and put it in there which was exciting mm. um so um i'm in a movie a uh, bookmark for me i'm in a movie called after midnight it uh played at tribeca film fest this year and um it's i'm sorry last year in 2019 it comes out on Valentine's Day, February 14th. But something that really helps us as filmmakers is if you uh, pre-order it. So if you pre-order it or put it, or even if you just put it on your watch list of something you're interested in on Amazon, that, um, right that helps us quite a bit because it goes to the top of lists. Um, it is a, I call it a romantic monster movie. Um, I, I am legitimately so excited for this movie. Oh, it's good. Um, I'm in it. I'm very proud of it. I'm super happy to be a part of it. Um, so if you feel like it, it's called After Midnight I'm in it. You probably searched for me too. Uh, okay, that's it. Hey, folks, quick emergency bookmark from us here at Reading Glasses. You know that we love libraries, and there are some libraries in this country that need some help from us right now. Down in Missouri, there's a new bill being proposed in the Missouri House of Representatives, uh, HB 2044, and it is basically setting up uh, a review board to review books that are in question and maybe allow or deny them for use in public libraries. And of course, you can imagine this is books that include LGBTQ characters, uh, addressing issues like uh, sex, sexual assault, stuff like that. Uh, so we don't want to have any governing body being able to stop LGBTQ books from being put into libraries. That's something for trash babies. Um, and the really scary part of it is that libraries that don't comply with this bill risk losing their money, being charged, or getting criminal charges that would be filed against the librarians who are superheroes and gems. So we think this is terrible. So if you are in Missouri, you should be aware of this. Uh, Call your representative, uh, the one, the, the representative that is proposing this bill is named Ben Baker. Uh, he's a Republican. And if you want to contact him and tell him you don't 
agree with this, contact your own representatives, tell them you don't agree with this. If you're not in Missouri and you want to help out, spread the word about this. Make sure you post about it on social media, uh, spread some awareness of what's going on. We don't want uh, anything bad happening to our libraries. It's one of the most important institutions we have in this country, especially in this really scary time that we're living in. And we don't want uh, any trash babies, trash babies to be able to get their horrible trash baby fingers all over them. Uh, so we're going to include some great links in this episode's show notes if you want to learn more about it or talk to people or be able to tweet and post about it more in a more informed way. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for all your support of libraries. So before we talk about celebrity book clubs, we're going to take a quick break. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. The Greatest Discovery is also about Star Trek Picard. Jesse Thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the Star Trek series, and so here we are. Doing a show about maybe our favorite Star Trek character of all time. If you're excited to watch the new Star Trek Picard series and you'd like some veteran Star Trek podcasters to watch it along with, we're your guys. Sorry you're stuck with us. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy. So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. This week, it's all about celebrity book clubs. How do they work, and how are they important to the literary world? So first up, let's talk about the behemoth of celebrity book clubs. Obviously, it is the Oprah Book Club. Uh, it started out as a segment on her show in 1996, and it ran for 15 years, and she recommended a book every month. And then it got relaunched in 2012, but it's been pretty sporadic, which is what, very confusing to me. I could, that's why I thought it was, still wasn't around, Mm-mm, because no it's just like randomly every few like every few months is like a few books of year, a year there's no schedule for it but this year it's getting relaunched with apple tv as like a more of a regular thing she also i mean i say she like she writes everything but um she also in in the oprah magazine every month has at least 10 book recommendations in there oh yeah the, interesting. so it used to be a magazine i like to read on planes a lot because it had a lot of like advice stuff and then like stuff about household stuff and then also like book recommendations which I really like so and they're always like really interesting books so. is she the picking the books in the magazine I do you think I don't think she has time to read like 10 books a month that would be crazy I mean she's Oprah she's who, a, who she knows what she, she does can do not sleep she has more hours in the day than the rest of us she pays for them <laughs> um but yeah you know, like like you said I mean these things are obviously curated um People, oh. yeah, people like saying, here's things that are good. Yeah, exactly. And um, what's amazing about Oprah is that when she recommends something, it becomes like immediate New York Times bestseller. So she's basically taken people, plucked them from obscurity and made them into like bestsellers, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, it's called the Oprah effect. And it's like a literary world thing where basically if Oprah picks your book, you're a happy author because it's your guarantee. I mean, you're not necessarily guaranteed millions, but you're guaranteed to probably at least hit the New York Times bestseller list. I think you're guaranteed millions of sales. I think you're guaranteed like a lot. Your yeah. sales will be great. I mean, make, I, I mean, you might not make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And I think also maybe it was more so in the 90s, like when she had all those books in the 90s, those, those books were crazy. They, those authors like, you know, did insanely well. Yeah. She, I mean, she's the one who brought 
the genius of Toni Morrison to like a white, affluent, middle-aged audience. The thing about Oprah that's great. So when I was in high school, I worked at a library, as many people Mm -hmm. know. Um, And the Oprah book club books got people to the library in the way that I had, that we had never seen before. So Oprah would release her book and she didn't announce it ahead of time. She'd just be like, this is the book. And she announced it on the show. Everyone go read it. So then we would all rush, the library would rush to order like 30 copies. And the moment they got there, all the copies would be gone. Everyone would like, and it was a different type of person coming. I mean, it was a lot of like moms coming with their young kids would go grab that book because they were watching Oprah in the afternoon. But it was really a big thing for conv- getting people to read. Yes. People who didn't normally read because you're getting the suggestions from someone that you trust. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you're so many people like Oprah is the queen of like of, you know, middle aged women in this mm-hmm. country and of, or like affluent middle aged women. So she says it's going to be a good book. And to be fair, most of the books she picks are like you could probably track all the most important books that have been released over the past few decades by, by whether or not they by, by going through like the Oprah book club picks, I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, I, I queen of uh, affluent middle aged women, but also queen of teenage latchkey Bria Grant. I watched Oprah every day. I've never seen her show. I mean, well, I'm sure it's different now. I mean, in the the 90s, it was, you know, it was, there were all these like, you know, Regis, Phil, was that a show? Regis, Dr. Phil. No, that was before all that. Who would have been? Roseanne? It would be like, um, Ricky Lake. Like Ricky Lake, Montel Williams. Yeah, like those kind. But those were all like, my daughter, like they were all crazy, kind of like wild things were happening on those shows. And hers, was like the opposite of like a Geraldo. Hers was like educational or she'd have celebrities that like, it was just like much classier, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she was definitely trying to like appeal to a certain class of people. But I thought it was also, she had like, she was like the first person who like, one of the first people who was like, you know, the meat industry, the beef industry is doing some crazy things. And like she had a whole episode on that in the 90s. And I remember thinking like how crazy that was. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's, she's obviously like a highly educated oh, yeah. uh, woman who wants to get reading out there. Yeah, well, that's what's, I think, cool about Oprah is that she genuinely believes in um, help, like, getting more people to read. She loves the literary world. She loves reading, something she feels really passionate about. Um, she and she o- particularly focuses on women of, and people of color when yeah. she's choosing her books. Yeah, she does a lot. Of, I mean, she does a lot of good for the literary world. Yeah. I think the Oprah effect, like, as a whole is really, really positive. She claims that she picks the books herself, but what I'm guessing is she probably has someone that, like, curates a group for her. Yeah. Like, she definitely has her pick of arcs. You know, I'm sure, you know, publishers pick, you know, their most important books and they send them to, you know, Oprah's secret bunker somewhere in New York and somebody like an assistant or something picks like 10 of them and is like, okay, here's the ones we think. I bet it's not an assistant. I bet that's a full-time job. I bet what that's a, a job. fucking dream. I bet that's a job to How be can like I uh, get- Oprah's reader. And then you're like, Ugh. Oprah likes this kind of book. But Oprah's definitely reading those that's, books. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. I think she's reading all of them. But I think she's, she's, I don't think Oprah's reading like 300 books a year. I yeah. think she's reading from a curated list of yeah. like, these are going to be the important books. Yeah. And she picks the ones that she likes the best. But that's not all. That, but now there's like a host of celebrities doing book clubs. Yes. Who uh, else? There's a new titan in the celebrity book club world. <laughs> I don't think anyone will ever topple Oprah because she like is so well established. But we, Reese Witherspoon, she launched her book club in 2017, and her books always have a woman at the center of them, which is really cool. Um, and Reese also apparently picks her own books, but I'm betting it's the same deal as Oprah. But her her book club p- picks are you know all, all also do very very well. I don't think again I you know I think it's like. Oprah is the fucking queen. Mm-hmm. And then Reese Witherspoon has just come on the scene, but 
her book club's pretty big. Yeah, and there's other celebrities doing it as well. Sarah Jessica Parker, who has her own imprint. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I looked into it at one point. I don't know if I've ever read anything actually on it, but it it is a mixture. It's a lot of women, a lot of people of color at the center. Um, Emma Roberts, who uh, whose book club highlights indie stores. Emma Watson, all the Emmas have have a book club. When you become a famous um, Emma, they're like, you got to start a book club. Um, has a feminist book club called Our Shared Shelf that does a lot of nonfiction. She also has the whole thing where she leaves those books around the subway and stuff yeah. and leaves them places for people to find them and read them, Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, she's super cool. Um, Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. She picks the books, um, but she doesn't run the club. And that's like an Instagram, Facebook one. But yeah, there's a, there's a ton of them. And all of them are really cool because I feel like they're not picking – it's not – the latest John Grisham. You know what I mean? They're yeah. picking like these in, independent, smaller authors. Yes, which is super cool. And again, a lot of them are women focused, which is awesome, especially, you know, Emma Watson's, which is like specifically a very feminist book club, which I think is really cool. And like, especially like if I was a teenager now looking for what to read, like how cool would it be to be like, oh, Florence from Florence and the Machine says this book is cool. Yeah. Uh, so do you ever pay attention to book club picks? When you were latchkey kid Bria, were yeah, you like, I, I got to run out and get The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison? Well, I didn't have to because I worked at the library. So, um, <laughs> well, maybe before I worked at the library, I would. But I would go and I would get the books when I worked at the library. They would, A lot of times they would all, we'd order like 30 and people would come get them all. But yeah, I mean, I... Did you like kick one under the yeah, table? Yeah, you're like, we can't find your copy. Um, no, I definitely read them in high school and... I'll find that I read them now and I'll be like, oh, it's an Oprah book club. Like, I won't even notice. A lot of times they'll put it on the cover now. Oh, like, yeah. They put Oprah it, they basically attach a neon sign to the book and yeah. it's like, this motherfucker was picked by Oprah. But it's, but, it, but there's some that you don't know it's going to be an Oprah book club pick. So they have the older versions. So I've read those oh, and yeah, later yeah. found out. But here's the thing Oprah and a lot of these people are picking books that are in, that are very current event based yes. like they're very like specific to what's happening in our cultural zeitgeist they're what mm-hmm. the things we're talking about the things we're speaking about they're um political in some way or yeah. um inherently political because of who they're by so I, I think that they do they go out of their way to make sure they're not picking uh you know the latest jack ryan book is that a book jack reacher I think you could combine any two male names and it would sound like a, a thriller. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sean Ryan, that's a person. Charlie Jason punches the sky. Yeah, it's not those books. It's instead the books that are like, like. Not um, to say those aren't important, but. Yeah, but even like at one point, I mean like, and they'll pick classics, which is really interesting. Oprah used to pick, I remember one point she picked Anna Karenina. Like, oh yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And the fact, the fact, they think about the fact that like these people who don't normally read are like, I guess I'm reading Anna Karenina and like reading it is really yeah. impressive to me. Um, so yeah, I end up reading them, especially because a lot, some of them end up on like the best of the years kind of yeah. book list and by no accident, they are like some of the best books and make, and are the most culturally relevant if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What about you? Are you reading them? Yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I never really pay attention to them. Uh, I think I started noticing more when I became an author, just because you start to realize how important that stuff is to your career. Uh, but I never rush out to read a book when it's announced by Oprah or Reese Witherspoon or anything. It's, I, I think it's interesting to me in the sense that I'm always interested in what's going on in the world of publishing. Because again, like there's the Oprah effect. So this book is going to be on the bestseller list. This book is going to be uh, maybe a book of the month. It's going to be just everywhere. Um, I wish there was a horror version of Oprah. Is that us? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if, uh, you know, 
if, if should Stephen we start King a talk show picking, picking a, or if Elvira was doing it or something that would yeah. be a fun one like that's a, what I like if there was a horror or weird or like spooky version of this I would be all a fucking about it yeah 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 like the latest horror one yeah that should exist listen call Mallory she's ready for this job somebody fucking she's call me be I've been training for this my entire club runner <laughs> I am ready for this please somebody uh, I've been training my entire life or maybe you could read books for Elvira and get her to suggest them. if I could Elvira's reader that, that's my dream job that I didn't know existed until right Lynn now Lynn Shea could do it Lynn Shea would she be a would great be book Barbara Barbara Crampton, Crampton she could do it yeah she would be great mm-hmm. somebody call me someone get nervous somebody get on this <laughs> um yeah, and I think the other thing is I'm never rushing up to buy the new buzzy literary fiction book. I like to get to these books after the buzz has died down. Because, like, when a book gets announced, it's like Oprah is all of a sudden, like, you know, it's going to take 50 million years to get it from the library. And it's just like, I, I, I have a heart. You know how I am about spoilers. I like to read books, like, sort of in a vacuum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I rather would read them after everything dies down. And then I don't feel bad for not reading it because you're like, oh, well, 50 million people are buying a copy of this it's, book. It is true. There's part of me that wants to be the person who knows about the buzzy book, but I don't want to be the person who knows about the one everyone else knows about. I'm too punk for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the, I mean, but the pro of reading these books is that you are going to find other people reading them. Yes. And you're going to be able to talk to other people reading them. You, I mean, you're going to be able to talk to them on Goodreads. Yes. Most of them have a Goodreads account. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. And, Almost all these groups have their own Goodreads with like, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of members. And I used to really enjoy, and I'm sure this still exists, watching the book club uh, episodes of Oprah where I, w- I would read the book and then I would tune into the episode. And watch it. That's cool. Preteen Bria, or like maybe teen preteen Bria would watch these. No, 96. So teen Bria would be watching these book club episodes and I would record them on my VCR if I, I was at work. I show, teen Bria. Teen Bria, recording shit on VCRs <laughs> while she's at work. And then I would come home and watch it because I'd be like, well, I want to know what Oprah talks about with this book. And she'd have the author and like several other people on there talking about it. And it was really fun. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds fun. Uh, but you can also talk to other people about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, honestly, if you wanted to pick one book to read a year that was like, or, you know, that you could talk to other people about or seem with it in the book world, it would be an Oprah Book Club pick. That's for sure. totally true. Or any of these people, because I feel like they are picking, you know, interesting books. Yeah. yeah right, the Book Club pick for right now is The Water Dancer by Ty Nahisi Coates. That is, I could see why that would be. I um, yeah, that's really interesting. She, yeah, apparently she says like one one of the best books she's read in a long, 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 long time. I haven't read it yet, but I love him and I love his writing, so I I definitely want to check it out. I I think the Oprah effect is really interesting to me, like because these picks are important because they definitely reflect that what books are important culturally. But them getting picked obviously makes them popular and important because their publisher decided to push them. Then it's amplified by a million because so many people are reading them and it's woven in. So it's like. Is it important? Did so many people read it because it's important or did is it important because so many people read it? You know what I mean? It kind of right. it's kind of goes back and forth. And so I th- and I, I think it's important, too, for people who don't read a lot. Um, again, like the, a lot of these people, the target audience for for a lot of Oprah Book Club people is like people who read, you know, one or two books a year. And they don't know what to read. Right. Right. And she's like, I am qu- the queen of everything, Oprah. Oprah. I am here to Oprah tell you. Oprah approved. I'm surprised Beyonce doesn't have her own book club. She should start one. That we, would be we would crazy. All read the books. Um, I'm trying to look up Reese Witherspoon's current book, but her website is down right now. Sorry. Oh, please. it's, um, I think it's Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. It was. I saw that that was her. 
Uh, oh, it's such a fun, uh, such a fun age by Kylie Reed right now. Oh, that's cool. Which I really want to read. And um, where the crawdad sing was a Reese Witherspoon pick. Oh, and so was Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I remember that she the, where the crawdads. If there's a massive literary fiction book, you can probably guess that either Oprah or Reese picked it. Right. It's Do you, I wonder if they talk to each other. They must because like, what if they pick, pick the same book? Yeah, definitely whoever's curating those books for them is like we're picking the i'm sure they're having this conversation although i would love to be privy to those like secret you know dark room publishing meetings like okay you're this book's going to oprah this go one's going to reese witherspoon this one's going to emma emma watson yeah and um uh for sarah jessica parker her imprint just printed um something called dawn by Sella hatton demertis demertis you think um, it's like the sorting hat where they like put a little something on a book and it says, okay, I'm Oprah. Yes. <laughs> I made it. You did it. Amazing. So you can send your thoughts on Celebrity Book Clubs to the Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. And before we test out some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab, but hosted by the Marx Brothers? And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly. And they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. <gasps> oh. And then watch this rocket blast off into space. Whoa. Ooh. And there's the pies we made you. <gasps> now, let's show you the podcast. Oh. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Oh. Whoa. Ooh. Oh my goodness. That was 514 JD Power and Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary. But compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Now it's time to look at some book tech, advances in bookish technology. This week, we're testing out Beanstack, which is an app recommended by Danielle. Dan uh, Beanstack is available for libraries and schools, but you can use it yourself as just like a random solo person at home. It's basically a reading tracking app that's geared towards completing reading challenges. And there are a lot of challenges to register for and detailed ways to track your reading, like minutes read, pages read, books read, and number of reading sessions. But this is like more focused on like completing a challenge. Bria, what'd you think of this app? First of all, I'm angry that I'm constantly having to put my email address into things. Like just to sign up for this app, I had to put my email address, but it's an app. You don't need my email address. It's very yeah. irritating. And now I'm getting emails from Beanstack. You can use the reading classes email. <sighs> I should have done that. But you probably already registered under no. that one. Okay. Well, anyway. I'll, I will give up the reading classes email address no, for you. No, no. It's fine, Beanstack. I'm not mad at you. I know this is part of the system. No, it's not you, Beanstack. It's, it's not you, you. It's not you. It's the system. Um, this is great. I think it's great for a person who needs an outside app or something. Um, outside motive. Like, what's what's someone who needs an upholder? Other upholders? It's not an upholder. It's a... Also, I saw some talk on the Reading Glasses Facebook group about this. What we're talking about is Gretchen Rubin's four... What is it? Tendencies. Four Tendencies. 
And it's a quiz that you can take to find out how you get shit done, basically. Your, like, uh, tendency tendency to, like, get stuff done. Me, Sean, and Bria are all upholders. Um, but I have a bit of an obliger to me, and this is, a, I think it's great for obligers, where somebody outside of you tells you to do something and it makes you do it. Yes. That's what an obliger does, essentially. Um, so basically, here's how it works. You can start it and stop it when you read. You can log a book on there. Um, there's a lot of people who love to be like, I read this number of hours this week. That's like, seems like a thing that you and I don't do, but our listeners yeah. do do. Um, it's very cute. The layout is super cute. It has challenges. Um, like one I signed up for because I was just curious. It has yeah, I like, signed up for a bunch of them just yeah, to see. Yeah, like 10 to try. And it's 10 different kinds of books. Books like books by a Native American author, a book about food. Um, and so it's a really cute way to just jumpstart your reading. If you're like, I don't know what to read. And it's like, here are some suggestions of categories of books that you should check out. Um, there's also a challenge sponsored, sponsored by Penguin. Oh yeah, I cool. checked that one out. Um, it has a whole set of goals. Like, and I think it's specifically for kids because there's something about a badge book in there that I didn't understand. Did yes, understand I this? think that's for schools. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And you earn certain maybe. badges by reading certain books but um with the penguin one it has all these activities which i was like oh is it gonna be like ours where it's like read a book in the tub or something but it's not it's um uh, we should put that next year 2021 yeah it assumes people have tubs and i've lived at many houses without tubs could read listen to an audiobook in the shower that's true that's true um it has uh like but for the penguin one there's something like draw an imaginary animal from your badge book which i didn't understand um but yeah, I think it's cute. I think it's cute. The layout is super cute. And I think if you are a person who's just like, I just need to log my reading. I need to, someone to tell me sort of what to do. This is a great app. And it's going to make you get that like uh, do, like jolt of serotonin you get when you've achieved something. Yeah, it gives you a little badge. Yeah, it gives you, a, you get several, you get badges for shit you do. You mm-hmm. get you, to check shit off lists. It's like a fitness app almost. It actually is designed exactly like the iPhone fitness app. It looks oh. the same. I don't know if you've ever opened like the I heart. Haven't. There's a heart on your iPhone that like will tell you how many steps you've done today and like It's tracking my steps without my knowledge. Probably. I mean, not Unless that my my phone is off. tracking everything without yeah, my knowledge. Yeah, it's tracking so your steps. It's tracking um if you go upstairs or not. Like it'll track that. Like if you you should open Weird. this up. It's the heart on your phone. Oh my god, it knows how many hours I slept last night. Yeah, it does. What? Oh my god, I've almost almost I've done almost a thousand steps today. And I slept for five hours last night. Yeah. Five hours? I don't sleep very well. Wow. It has um, a menstruation also, tracker. But does it, it does it know when you're getting your period and you didn't log it in there? It says unspecified flow. <laughs> what does that mean? It would be weird if it was like, you're clearly on your period right now, Mallory. We can tell by your phone use. Oh looking my- up chocolates <laughs> and sad videos and- Texting people, sad, sad emojis. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway, so it looks exactly like that heart, like that that um, fitness tracker. Like it's literally the same layout. I hate this. You hate the fitness tracker not being stack, right? Yeah, I hate, I like being stack. Do okay, not like Tell this. me what you think about being stack. Unspecified flow. Jesus Christ. What a nightmare. That is a, that's offensive, honestly. It is truly like, offensive. <laughs> My flow is very specific. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're making Sean very uncomfortable. 
so I like this app. Uh, I don't think it's really for me for what I'm trying to do with my reading life. Um, but if you like reading challenges and want to get better at reading as an activity, like you want to get better at incorporating reading into your daily life, like just like as a habit, I think this app is amazing. Um, it's more focused on tracking reading than tracking books, which is why this isn't so much for me you know i'm married to book buddy so it doesn't matter sure. um because i'm more interested in tracking dun, the, dun, 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 dun. the little like big he's got like the he's just a book with big hands yeah we know we know <laughs> and, like long legs though i think and glasses oh i didn't think about him having glasses oh i think now about I him having glasses that's what it looks like i just kind of imagine him as my boyfriend oh but as a book yeah is he okay wait because jeremy kind of looks like is a, a real tiny book in your head with real long like people legs or is he a giant book <laughs> he's a giant book with short legs yes okay that'd be really weird if he had, was a tiny book with long people legs I mean, horrifying. Like, long people legs i mean more like an ostrich leg situation but but um but a tiny book with people legs is, this is horrifying. horrifying that's like out of like an alice in wonderland oh nightmare. i hate it so much but jeremy kind of looks like harry potter yeah he looks bit. like like guile is it giles 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 from buffy yeah so that's I, I should be offended at all of these things you're saying. No, he so loves you know. he loves that actually. But that's kind. I just imagine like book buddy with big shoes and big round glasses walking me down the aisle. Right, okay, this is what I want. Um, what was I talking? About? Oh yeah, so it's more yeah it's more focused on reading than like tracking books, and I'm looking for more of a book tracking app. Um, but if you uh, if you wanted to have like one or two reason- reading sessions a day or a certain amount of minutes a day, this is perfect. You know, the, the little badges are adorable. I just wish you could design your own challenge. I agree. Also, that's I think it's good for kids too or or like yes. kids who are trying to read a certain amount or trying yes. to keep I think that's but the perfect. I wish, you, I wish we could put our challenge on there. Yes. When I we, looked at it, I was like, I tried to figure out how, but you can't. Same. Beanstack, call us. If you oh, want to collaborate on the reading glasses challenge, we are in. But that's why, so I give it a four out of five pages because if you could design your own challenge, then I would be all in for this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Same. Let's look at a reading problem from a listener. This week, Roxanne wrote in, in 2020, I've made a goal to start writing a book and it's going to involve interviewing people I know and a lot of research. While I fully expect to enjoy the research process, I also don't want to ignore my fun reading that I love to do. How do you balance reading that you're doing for work or research books with reading books that have no specific associated goals? I'd love to hear if you have a system or some kind of organization that will make it seem more attainable. Roxanne also said some very nice things about the lady from the Black Lagoon and might be at the paperback release party. That's nice. Also, shout out to me and my friend Sarah Gailey. We are having the launch of our books on March 3rd in Los Angeles at the last bookstore. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to come celebrate it's gonna be really fun Roxanne I'm excited to see you there Bria what should Roxanne do I feel like we've had questions like this before where people are like I I'm in grad school I research whatever um but I feel like it's always a good thing to talk about because you and I both do a lot of research books and I we talk about them sometimes I talk about them a lot on the show and I try to bring them up on the show so people know that I read for work and that I count that towards my reading. Yeah. So I think like make sure you know you're counting that if you're reading a certain number of books a year, that research book counts as a book that you're reading. I don't do that. Why don't I do that? Yeah. You I'm should a totally, dummy. You should totally count those towards the books you read. I've read almost a hundred books for the for Girly Drake so far. I think that those totally count. You count those towards the they count towards what you're no, reading. No, you're totally right. If you're reading the whole I'm just book being or a dummy. the book and like, yeah, if you're not just reading like a chapter or something. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um for me, it's a time thing Mm. uh like i mostly i work during the day and i try to relax at night that's my you know depending or i will sometimes read for like for fun first thing in the morning but i you know at nighttime before i go to bed i'm not doing research books i'm only reading some fun and i go real fun 
Like, especially when reading a ton of research books. books. about pogo sticks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, my pogo stick apocalyptic adventure about Bria Grant is what I'm reading I'm at just night. imagining you, Bria Grant, a woman on a journey, going down an abandoned highway on, <laughs> on a, pogo a pogo stick. stick. <laughs> One time I tried to do a pogo stick. That shit is hard. I have a lot of respect for people on pogo sticks and stilts. I, I was going to say, I can walk in stilts. Can you really? But I can't do a pogo stick. I don't like stilts. too scary looking. I don't I like really... when people are on them. It makes me feel like their legs are long. I don't like it. It's too weird. <laughs> what if the book buddy was on the on nope. stilts? I don't appreciate oh, it. Oh, I don't like those too ones. Scary. The ones that are in um oh, haunted houses. The, what? People are often on haunted they're on stilts in haunted houses and they're like in a tall, scary outfit, but they're also on stilts and I don't like it. I, I I don't like the stilts without handles. Like they're just like oh. weird long leg things with like the little rubber bottoms underneath the long pants. Yeah, I don't like that. Hate that. Oh, so scary. No, thank you. I just don't like it because it's scary. I'm fine with people who want to do it for a hobby. (laughs) I had old-timey stilts that were like pieces. They were like pole, wooden poles with little wooden blocks stuck on them. And I was like, this feels like something kids really like to do. You want to learn to work on stilts and never do that. Oh, I love it. Anyway, Roxanne, I'm sure this was your question. (laughs) (laughs) So Roxanne does not care about our opinions on stilts. Um, We are an anti-stilt podcast. uh, Listen, this is an anti-stilt podcast. Sorry if this is the first time listening and you are professional stilt walker. Because I love circus books. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed by stilts. I just am scared of people on stilts. Just impressed but intimidated. So if you're reading your stilt book, okay, if you, here's, here's how we're going to explain this. If you're doing research on stilts, <laughs> only read your stilt books during the day and then find a really good pogo stick book at night. But if you're reading, but if you're doing, this is getting so stupid. I think also here's something, here's a little trick. You know, I have a to-do list every day. Add to your to-do list some fun reading. Say, hey, I want to finish mm-hmm. this, you know, novel by this person um, you know, try to do like really things that you find super fun and super relaxing, whether that's literary fiction or a romance book or whatever that is for you or comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, try to find that and then add it to your to-do list along with your other reading. And I think you'll find that you will feel like, you know, like, yeah. like during, like if you're like, I just am too tired to read at night, you know, like if you're still trying to incorporate reading into your life, add it as something that you actually is part of your life. It's not just something for fun. I do that, that all the time. Sense. Sometimes I'll just put relax. Oh, nice. And then I'm like, oh, I better well, relax. The library, you know, as you know, the library uh, return system is my big, uh, it pu- yeah. it's a big pusher <laughs> for me. And so at night I, or I, when I'm making my to-do list, I'm like, well, this book is due back in two days. Must finish, finish library book. You know, like I will add that to my to-do list. Um, what's your suggestions for Roxanne to keep reading fun books while she's researching? Uh, so just like you, I read a ton of research books for work. And my trick is to treat it for what it is. It's work. So I read my research books at my desk uh, during yeah. work hours. Mm-hmm. Like I don't read research books at night just like you. I don't read them in bed. I don't read them on breaks. And now this might not work for Roxanne if this is not, if like Roxanne has a day job or this is not her, her full-time gig. Uh, but I just think the best thing to do is treat it like work as much as you can. Just like read these research books in the work area where you do your writing, clock in an hour or two a day, just like treat it. it, it you know, it's fo- so funny. We work so hard on this show to try to like treat reading as fun and relaxing. But if you are needs help differentiating, you need to treat your research books. You know, you can't like, you can't read the, don't read your research bu- books in the tub. Right. You know, treat right. it like be seated. Although I've been known to read because I read scripts a lot. I will read scripts in the tub all the time. That's different though. Put them on that candle, read them in the tub. That's that's different. Well, I'm though. not having to take notes for the most part. But yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you're done, go read in bed or the couch with snacks with your fun books. Take your pogo po- stick books to the couch. 
with some cheese puffs. Uh, so if you want to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who are in our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and stickers and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. We just saw our listener Kelsey got her stickers and bookmarks and posted them on Instagram, which was super cool. We should share that. Yeah, I'm gonna, we should. I'm going to ask Kelsey if we can... Uh, steal her instagram photo because they're very cute mm-hmm. we did they did we did a great job uh designing them um and so there's a link in the show notes if you want to check them out and if you like the show and want to support us for free you can rate and review us on itunes we are almost at 850 i think we are at, at 850 as oh, well wow. this morning wow okay cool so we're 150 away from a thousand when we hit a thousand we're going to do something big and exciting that we haven't revealed yet stay tuned uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks, thanks for, for reading. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.